Hey, it's Dave from Florida Beer Blog and Florida Beer Podcast. And if you were like me, trying to figure out a way to start podcasting, Anchor is the app for you. I use it for this podcast and it's ridiculously easy to use. It's 100% free and they'll even match you with sponsors so you can get paid to podcast right away. You can do interviews from anywhere in the world. You can import your own audio. You can record directly in the app. All you need is your phone or a tablet or computer to get started. Just go to anchor.fm forward slash start and get started as early as today. Thank you for listening. Welcome to episode two of the Florida Beer Podcast, powered by FloridaBeerBlog.com. This is Dave, the author of FloridaBeerBlog.com, and your host. Thank you very much for coming out for the next episode in our little podcasting experiment. On today's episode, got some fun stuff for you. I have an interview with Exit One Tap Room in Florida City, Florida, the southernmost tap room in the United States. They're going to be holding a beer festival on March 3rd, so we're going to get the details right from the owners. We're talking with Eola Apparel, a wonderful Central Florida-based apparel company and the creators of the official Florida Beer Blog t-shirt. We're going to see how they're doing and learn a little bit about their designs. Plus, I'm going to be going over some recent visits to both Mojo Old City Barbecue in St. Augustine, trying some brews from Ardwolf and Wicked Barley, and a visit to the new American Icon Brewery in Vero Beach. Once again, if you have any questions or anything, hit us up. We're at FloridaBeerBlog at gmail.com on social media at FloridaBeerBlog on Instagram and Twitter. We're also on Facebook at FLBeerBlog. And enjoy. In the 1920s, Vero Beach was experiencing a growth spurt. The Florida East Coast Railway had arrived a few decades earlier, and the town was officially chartered in 1919. By 1925, the city had become the county seat of the new Indian River County and clearly needed more power to sustain growth. To that end, a diesel power plant was built on a large red brick building right next to the railroad. Located inside were massive diesel engines, the newest of which was a 750 kilowatt hour engine built in 1937. The power plant remained in operation until 1958, at which time it was relegated to being a backup for the city's newest power plant. That ended in 1994, at which time the building remained vacant. It was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1999. A few years ago, Vero Beach sold the building to chiropractor-turned-developer Michael Rector for $500,000. After a few million renovations, Rector opened the building as an American Icon Brewery, a massive brew pub in the heart of downtown Vero Beach and a few miles away from the award-winning Walking Tree Brewery, of which I am very fond of. The interior of American Icon has been kept pretty honest, the exposed brick was kept exposed, and there's a lot of unfinished wood and metalwork on both the ground floor and the upstairs seating area that overlooks the brewing floor. 
1937 diesel engine is still there, lovingly restored and outfitted with a rather large row of taps for the bar. It is definitely the centerpiece of the entire operation and not something to be missed. The food isn't bad, a little pricey, but it's quite tasty. I really enjoyed the meat lovers pizza that I had when I was there, I can't remember the name. And the beer cheese soup, which is made with their house pale ale is very good, especially if you love garlic, it's very garlicky. Beer wise, they have seven core beers, six of which are on a pre-built flight. The only beer that is not on the flight is their milk stout, but I talked to my server and was very easily able to substitute the IP that is on the flight for the milk stout. So with that substitution in mind, here are their core beers. Diesel Plant is a pale ale, 5.6% ABV, 42 IBU. It's got a golden color with an earthy hop nose and brings in that big alpha blast of hops on the flavor from Mosaic, Centennial, Amarillo, and Cascade hops. It's also got an interesting caramel undertone that is just faintly noticeable. The Factory is a Pilsner, 5.2% ABV, 32 IBU. It has a citrusy nose and a deep biscuity malt aroma. The taste is a bit hoppy with a mostly earthly quality courtesy of the Saz hops from Czechoslovakia. 1926 Hef is obviously a Hefeweizen. 5.2% ABV, 16 IBU, and it was named for the year that the power plant opened in Vero Beach. This classic Hefeweizen has a traditional nose of banana and clove, and with that flavor, the clove is a little bit more pronounced than the banana, resulting in a slightly less sweet beer than your average Hefeweizen, but it's nothing that you're going to miss. Still quite tasty. Americon, and I'm saying it that way because it's not American. Think of the name of the brewery, Icon at the end. Maricon Blonde is a Blondale, 5% ABV, 21 IBU. Clearly, this beer was meant to be the beer that American Icon gives to people that are brand new to craft beer. It's got a strong floral character from Cascade and Centennial Hops, and it centers on a very light, multi backbone. Freedom Torch is that milk stat I was telling you about. 6% ABV, 40%, or 40 IBU. Uh, it's got a bold roasted aroma with very strong notes of coffee. And a lot of those coffee notes carry over to the flavor as well, but with a nice light smoothness, courtesy of the lactose. Finally, we have Brave World, which is a Belgian wood beer, 5% ABV, 12 IBU. Has a nice fluffy effervescent nose and your traditional straw color. Uh, slight citrus kick that gets on well with the spicy coriander qualities. Now this is a small selection of everything that American Icon has to offer on tap. Looks like they have a small barrel aging program and the production floor has a lot of space for fermentation tanks, so they are definitely going to be growing. And they're going to need that as American Icon is opening up a tap room in Fort Lauderdale later this year. They're not going to be brewing in Fort Lauderdale. All the beer is still going to be produced in Vero Beach and then shipped down. So looks like they're going to be needing some more tanks pretty soon. But if you're looking for a good set of beers and a nice meal in a fun historic venue, American Icon is definitely a great place to be. For those of you who have seen on FloridaBeerBlog.com, we are now selling shirts, and I have connected with Aaron, 
from EolaApparel.com, who's the official shirt supplier for the beer blog, amongst other very awesome things that are available for purchase right now on the website. Aaron, thank you for thank coming on. Thank you so on. much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. So how did you come to form Eola Apparel? So it's interesting because I, I grew up in Kansas City, um, believe it or not, and I moved to Florida in 2006. And there's this big phenomenon in Kansas City um, called Charlie Hustle. And they just have this like, they've created this culture around an apparel company, which seems kind of, um, it seems like a unique idea. But really, all they did was just start talking about how proud they were of Kansas city and, and it, the culture has really embraced that. And I just think that there's such a unique market for that here in Florida, because, you know, we see the standard, I'm not docking them at all, but you know, flow grown, it's very geared toward the outdoors. It's very geared toward fishing and hunting and all of that. And I just think that there's a, there's a counterculture in Florida that no one's really embracing on the level that they should be. You know, obviously you have like Orlando shirts and Swan city apparel and Duval product, which are some really hyper-localized products. But I think that there's a, there's a, a gap in the, in the whole Florida representation. Like we're more than just hunting and fishing where, you know, there's all these 193 craft breweries in Florida. You know, we have Andrew Zimmern come down and, and taste all of our food. And I just think that there's such a counterculture to kind of what the perception of Florida is. And, I wanted to be that person. I wanted to be the the company that filled that gap and kind of helped create a subculture or help a help that subculture or counterculture have an outlet for expressing their love for their state. Awesome. And I'm a huge fan of your drink local you. design that incorporates the I really like that. How do you come up with a lot of your designs and the topics that you're going to be choosing. Yeah, um, well, I, I have to say, um, my husband is an amazing human being, and he will think tank with me for hours and hours on designs. And, and when we initiated this, I really wanted to just kind of dump the market with as many designs as I could come up with. And, you know, I slowed down a little bit on the design work because I'm still really testing all of the designs we've only launched. We've only been in business since about October. So um, I'm still testing a lot of the designs. But yeah, I think I think I wanted something that was uniquely Florida, something that if you if you live in Florida, you know, it, it speaks to you. If you're out of state, maybe not so much. Like I don't want to sell these shirts in Georgia necessarily. I want to I want to make it where it's really hyper localized. And I think that, you know, tapping into those those subcultures and those countercultures have helped me with the design creation and creating kind of those unique designs, which I feel are representative of those unique markets. So of the designs that you have, what have been your hottest sellers? What has gotten the most buzz? There's, there's about three of them that I think are the, the most buzzworthy. We obviously have the drink local one, which incorporates our signature 27th state design. So I wanted to kind of recreate the Florida state flag. You see it everywhere um, on the, even on brands that we talked about a little bit earlier, but I think that there's, there's opportunity to kind of make that more unique. And so what we've done is we've, we've vintageized, I think that design where we've, we've added some texture to it. We've, we've taken the seal out and added some uniqueness to it. So that's our signature 27th state design. That's probably our top seller and our drink local design incorporates that. And I would say that that's our third, our second best seller. 
And then our third is the citrus, um, Love Florida Citrus Heart Tea, which is a heart. It's a vintage looking heart, but it's um, got a stem of an orange and it has FL in it. So it's really representative of Florida, just showing people that they love their home state. Excellent. And how can people order and find all these awesome designs? Yeah, so obviously we're, we're, we have a huge social media presence. We have um, an Instagram. You can follow us at Eola Apparel. Facebook, same thing, Eola Apparel. And then if you want to buy, um, you can buy directly from our shop on eolaapparel.com. And that's E-O-L-A apparel.com. Excellent. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Of course. You have a good rest of your day. And thanks for having me on. You too. Thank you. It's free family fun with games, music, food trucks, Florida craft beers, and wine. Ooh. Join the KBJ Show for the Jam with the Fam, a concert in the park on Friday, February 22nd, starting at 5 p.m. at the Coral Springs Sportsplex. Get all the details at WRMF.com. On March 3rd, Exit One Tap Room in Florida City, Florida, is going to be holding their first ever beer festival. On the line is Breezy Lisa, co-owner of Exit One. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. We're very excited to be a part of this. Excellent. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Exit One Tap Room and how that fits in with Florida City. So Exit One Tap Room is a unique um, establishment. We are the southernmost uh, craft beer tap room in the continental U.S. Uh, we currently have 16 draft lines, all dedicated to a variety of styles of beer, and we have 52 different packaged beers in our cooler. So we have quite a bit of a selection for, for our customers. Excellent. And how much of that do you try to have be local or from within the state? I would say about 75% of what we have currently is local. And I would tell you about 50% is hyper-local, okay. meaning Miami-Dade County, Fort Lauderdale. Excellent. Are there any particular Florida beers that seem to be most popular with your crowd? Uh, yeah, we have. Um, we, we do very well with Vesasur uh, Brewing, Nightlife Brewing, um, MIA, Wynwood, uh, Jay Wakefield, Tank Brewing. Those those are very popular uh, amongst our our customers. Excellent. Now, Exit One is completely women owned. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, who else is in the business with you? My daughter and I are the owners. Uh, we are sole owners, fifty fifty. Excellent. So, tell me a little bit more about this event that's coming up on March third. So we're very excited to host the very first craft beer festival in South Dade. We currently have 23 breweries committed and one gin distillery committed hmm. amongst uh, other vendors that are local. We're working with um, a lot of small mom and pop um, vendors that don't have a brick and mortar establishment, mostly online and through pop-ups. Mm -hmm. And we're also going to have two food trucks. We have Taco Crew, which is our permanent uh, food truck, which is a Mexican fusion All right. uh, food truck. And we're also going to have Ita Frita, which is a, a different kind of food truck because they 
focused on what's considered the Cuban hamburger, which is very popular in uh, in South Florida. And what I'm I'm a big fan of Cuban sandwiches. What is a Cuban hamburger? So a Cuban hamburger is is really basic. It's a, a bun, and the patty has beef, pork, and chorizo, which Ooh. is a Spanish sausage. Mm. And then it has these little fries that are like potato potato chips kind of thing on top ketchup <laughs> and and that's it it's it's an interesting combination but it's very flavorful interesting that sounds good um so when so we know the event is on march 3rd what are the times and is what is admission so the admission is um the tickets are live on eventbrite and it's 30 dollars that $30 entrance fee will cover all of your beer samplings of all of our breweries that will be here. Uh, food will be for purchase as well as um, art and whatever the vendors are selling. We're also going to have a couple of light, live art demonstrations going on throughout the, the festival, which is going to be between 12 and 5 on Sunday, March 3rd. Excellent. Thank you very much. I hope to be out there and see it in person. I hope I hope you make it out. It's going to be a fun time. <laughs> Thank you. It's funny. I've become so acclimated to South Florida that when I see the word mojo, I instantly pronounce it as moho as in the citrus and garlic marinade that is so prevalent down here. That is most definitely not the case with Mojo Barbecue, a series of North and Central Florida barbecue joints whose name is more of the Mojo Ryzen, Mojo Nixon, Blues Bent. One of the first stops we make on our yearly trips to St. Augustine is always the Old City Mojo Barbecue. It's located just off the main tourist drag and steps away from the municipal parking garage they have there. The restaurant is pretty spacious with a wonderful outdoor patio and an exemplary view of the very old, very creepy Tolomato Cemetery across the street. Now, I tend to mention Mojo Barbecue at least once a year since every time I go, they have a fantastic lineup of local North Florida beers and usually with at least one that I've never tried before. This year, that beer was Styrofoam Pony, which is a stout 7.3 ABV from Jacksonville Darlings Art Wolf Brewing. Uh, the beer had kind of a light roasted aroma with an almost milk chocolate quality on the nose. The taste has a big noble hop character with a milky sweetness and a smooth silky feel. Very luxurious, very classic for a stout. Um, I will say their printed menus usually don't change and you can find those online if you want to see their basic tap lineup and a lot of that's going to be North Florida basics for the old city one including several from St. Augustine's very own ancient city brewing uh, but they do rotate and I do enjoy going to their extensive bar sometimes just to see the taps that they have uh, you can see a picture of those taps up on Instagram at at Florida beer blog and you'll notice one of the ones that I found was they had Wicked Barley's Happy Medium Honey Cider at 7% ABV. Uh, I enjoy ciders but not to the extent that my wife does and when I heard that they had a honey and cider combination I instantly got a pint for her. 
Uh, what's interesting is there is a strangely sour quality to the normal apple sweetness, as if there was a lot of Granny Smith that was used in the making of the cider, usually not something you get. Uh, had a nice tint of honey flavor, which was an interesting addition, bringing a deep maturity that electrified the apple flavors that it was paired with. Now, I still enjoyed plenty of additional beers in St. Augustine, some I've already mentioned and some that have yet to go up on the blog. Uh, that being said, you can count on getting more posts for Mojo Barbecue on our next visit during the next holiday season that we go up, and I promise you that I will pronounce it correctly when I go. Well, that's it. Episode two is in the books. Once again, thank you so much for listening to our little podcasting experiment. Thank you so much to Exit One Tap Room and Eola Apparel for their time. And if you have any feedback, it is more than welcome. You can hit us up at floridabeerblog at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at FLBeerblog. We're on Instagram and Twitter at floridabeerblog. You can also find us at Jam with the Fam on Friday, February 22nd in Coral Springs. We're in the Sportsplex, very close to the Aquatic Center, if you're familiar with that. From 5 to 9 p.m., KVJ Show is going to be there with their first beer podcast, and then we'll have Kim Rottery, who you're listening to now. We're going to end the episode with Trouble by Kim Rottery. If you want to check out their music, they're on Apple, they're on Spotify, they're everywhere. Just search for Kim Rottery. Thank you very much, and we'll see you again real soon. Drink Florida Craft, everyone. Look at you now, go take a bow, just for looks, it's a show. Don't leave a trace out the trail No one knows There's no way for you to change my mind Oh no Look at you now Go take a bow just for looks It's a show Revolution every It's been nothing but trouble Nothing but trouble There's no sin and worry And you've got no rebuttal I'm intoxicated
Got no rebuttal, got no rebuttal 